Hello, everyone. Welcome to Switchcraft, the Fingerboard podcast. My name is Jana, and I'm sitting here with a guest. Would you introduce yourself? What's up, guys? My name's uh, Evan. My Instagram is AusFB, and I'm really excited to uh, be on the podcast. And uh, before we continue, you probably uh, noticed that I don't have a co-host with me uh, today. Um, Julian and I decided to uh, that I continue the podcast alone for a while. We'll see if he joins back in again, or yeah, we'll just see how it turns out. So yeah, it's uh, just going to be me for a while, and I'm going to be focusing on interviews like I like we did the past few episodes. So yeah, let's. Uh, jump right in like first of all i'm uh i'm glad that you introduced yourself uh, it was a strategical choice of mine because i like up until today i wasn't sure how to pronounce your name uh, <laughs> no i get i get a lot of different uh... yeah it was like aus oos yeah but i watched your uh your uh uh your question uh your q a on uh on youtube and then i realized ah it's aus yeah <laughs> yeah it's a, it's an acronym but it's uh there's only a few people that know what it's an acronym for maybe one day i'll tell everybody but uh oh, okay so i mean i uh i i think i uh, i was quite sure that the second acronym you gave uh, wasn't the correct one <laughs> every <laughs> time someone asks me i give them a different response so. oh, okay because the first one actually sounded quite legit and the second one was like is it just doing that because uh, it's been two times in the same video, or is it a thing? <laughs> Maybe that is the real thing. Who knows? I mean, from now on, I'm going to stick with octopus, unicorn, alligator, snakes. That's, uh, that's, yeah, I, I that's think the that, best one. Yeah, I think it's a good one. Definitely. So, um, yeah, let's uh, start with a few of the basics. Uh, yeah. So, you're from the U.S.? Mm-hmm. As, yeah, I, I think it's noticeable. Um, <laughs> My accent. No, and uh, like how Europeans sound when they speak English, like how I sound. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, you uh, when uh, when did you get into fingerboarding? Like how how old were you, or how old are you now? Like, I, I feel like when we ask fingerboarders when they get into fingerboarding, every, fingerboarding everyone kind of starts the same with tech decks, yeah. and so it's like tech decks six or seven but like fingerboarding taking it seriously uh i think around 2012 2013 2013 is when i got my first um like real like it was berlin wood black river trucks winkler wheels mm -hmm. it was a 29 millimeter which so that was like so wide back in the day because yeah. when i started yeah. it was like 26 and you're like 29 and now i ride a 32 and some of my friends read like 34 36 but yeah now um so yeah i got my first professional setup about seven years ago and i mean i've been fingerboarding pretty much ever since nice yeah i think like uh, depending on what age you are and where you're from the the answers like vary a bit because i mean it's tech deck for most of us but like i i feel like in each age group there's like a, a, a sort of a hype for fingerboarding mm -hmm. and when when i was like 13 like fingerboarding was as huge as it probably never was again in uh, in Germany, like every skate uh, every skate shop had a Black River Park in there. Every like even sports stores had Black River Parks. Like oh wow, and like you you saw it all the time, and that's how most 
got introduced. Um, mm -hmm. And I uh, like I I think I picked it up in a skate shop as well. But uh, yeah, there wasn't a, a Black River Park local to me, but it was in many cities. But yeah. gotcha. So uh, do you do you remember when you like when you realized that there's like a, like people actually doing tricks on that, or uh, did you just figure it out and then hopped on YouTube or and searched for stuff or? I yeah, I, when I was when I had the tech decks, I thought they were just models. I didn't realize that mm. people actually rode them with their fingers. Um, yeah. And then I had a I had a friend who started like messing around with it with his fingers i was like so confused i didn't because it was such a it was it's it's kind of a foreign concept still to people who've never seen it before like yeah how, how do you do that you know and so yeah. but i mean i ever since then was like i was like i i need to at least learn how to ollie and that took the longest but after that like yeah, yeah I, I just had like i had to know how to do all the tricks like it was I, i can't even remember when i learned how to ollie like I, I knew that there's been a long time where I just wrote transitions. Like even when I mm -hmm. was doing it, like when I went to every fast fingers and was like at every contest that was reasonably close to me. But even still, like I, I was much more comfortable in transitions and I could ollie in flat, but I didn't bother learning how to kickflip in flat and mm -hmm. could do a lot of stuff in vert. But yeah, but like really... Doing uh, learning the ollie on flat, like as, uh, so that you can do it in your sleep. Probably after I came back to fingerboarding, like yeah, it it takes always. Yeah. I mean, I think that for most people, I think most people would say that it uh, takes the longest to learn. You know, yeah. like it, it could take you a couple months to learn an ollie and like a day to learn a kickflip. You know, because it's like you yeah. just have to learn how to time that jump, and then once yeah. you get that, that's the fundamental for every trick that you pop so yeah I I, the, I... the the fastest i've seen someone learn an ollie was a day but really uh, yeah but uh she uh, like she was at the at the store and i think i think it was the weekend of uh Azi number 10 contest okay. but like there were a bunch of people and like i i feel like if you have someone with you to teach you like at least to get into it takes a lot of like time away from the process but even but that was like the the absolutely fastest thing i think that's even possible like yeah one no, day... i that's crazy yeah it's it's it, i wish i had the advice like um you'll see like people are like oh just like learn it like like this way or like put it against a wall or on your leg yeah. just to kind of help assist that yeah. tip back and you can learn like if i knew that that would have been so much more helpful because I thought I was like I just have to learn it this way. I mean, I could ollie on a skateboard before I could ollie on a fingerboard. Like I just could. Not yeah, it yeah. I think that was the same for me. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like what? How we always explain it at the shop is like um, right, basically fakey, mm -hmm. and right towards the edge of a uh, of a table, and try to let your uh, tail wrap around the edge of the table. Okay. And then slowly get from completely tilting to not tilting at all. Gotcha. And, okay. Because that that helps you with the timing of uh, the pop and the basically the scoop upwards. Yeah. No. Wow. I I, yeah. I never thought of it that way, but that that's really yeah. helpful. Yeah. Because yeah, I like I have like friends that that 
know I fingerboard, and so they'll see like the parks or whatever and mm-hmm. pick it up. But they just they're like, how do you do that? Yeah. You know, and I always try to give them advice. But I mean, like you you do need a pretty large attention span to like like you have to commit to it if you want to yeah. learn how to. So yes. and I don't think most people are interested in yeah. committing that much time. So. Yeah, and I, I, yeah. I think it's it's a hobby that like at the beginning it's much less fun. But mm-hmm. once you land your first trick, it it can be quite rewarding. Yeah, no, and definitely. I I I, I agree. <laughs> it can be quite frustrating as well, but <laughs> yeah, but that's that's uh, that's, that's with hard. a lot of things. So I yeah, yeah I, that would definitely be the one that took the longest though. <laughs> so. Yeah. So um, you uh, so you started around seven years ago, mm-hmm. um, uh. What and you started with a Berlinwood. Uh, what is your favorite or what is your setup like now? Um, I actually we come from 29 Berlinwood, it's it's upstairs, I think, right now. But, um, yeah, we we had an event this weekend, uh, so like we've just been going all over the place, and I, I don't I don't even think I know where it is right now, but <laughs> I'll find it. Um, so yeah, right now I'm riding uh 32.5 uh nesting unique deck. Uh, the oh. Sunrise Cascadia deck. That I mean, that's probably one of my favorite graphics I've seen in a while. Like when I saw it, I was like, okay, I'm making the switch. Because before then, I was I, I I rode Berlin Wood up until about uh, three months ago. Like I really okay. did. I, I I loved Berlin Wood, and I I still do. But when I saw this graphic, I just I needed. When to have when it, did so. you la- get your last Berlin Wood? Um, I had a Berlin Wood. I got in 2018, okay. and then I rode that up until the beginning of this year and then I I, I lost it like mm-hmm. I was I was I had a like a fing sling and it fell out and I don't know where it is <laughs> I'm really I'm really <laughs> bummed about that so then I was riding just kind of like spare parts for a little bit and then uh I bought my unique deck and then with that I ride um uh dynamic trucks and then um the flat face I think they're the G4 wheels they're like the plastic mm-hmm white ones i since i i'm almost exclusively riding on like black river ramps and like wooden parks mm-hmm. i really like plastic wheels um but mm-hmm. like if i ever do build like a granite park or something like that i would i would want to get something urethane just because it is a bit more grippy but yeah i, I basically switch from surface to surface like mm-hmm. i pretty much always have a plus a set with a setup with plastic wheels and one with urethane or other materials but mm-hmm. I have way too many setups, so that's not really a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I tell people like I I have so few fingerboard accessories, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like I ha- right now, I have two setups, which I'm grateful for. I have a Lakewood with um, Black River trucks on it, but then even that, yeah, I like, think the, I saw the video for that one. Yeah, uh, but even yeah. the wheels for that were dual duros. That's two of them slipped, you know. So it's like they're mm-hmm. just like broken wheels and then oh, i do have a, a 55 millimeter deck as well but that's not really a that's not like a yeah that, that's not like <laughs> an everyday setup. <laughs> but yeah and then um recently i've been getting more into collecting decks annie actually annie ann just sent me mm-hmm. three that she made like the graphics for that was awesome and then i have some other stuff i i, I bought a berlinwood at the event i was at yesterday so i'm slowly building that collection but mm-hmm. i don't know I've always I've been way more into the ramp collecting and stuff like that, so I I, I don't have a ton of pieces, but 
Yeah, back then I used to like build and collect RAMs much more, but like I think it's because I'm so close to the Azi Berlin shop. Like I, I have a park at home, and I except for that I don't really need any RAMs. Like yeah, I I do have a, a few like concrete obstacles like benches, mm-hmm. many pads, curbs, stuff like that that I uh, like put on my desk while working and if I'm waiting for something I do a quick trick in between but other than that I don't really have friends at home yeah I I, I, I wait to like piggyback of what you said the um like at pretty much every spot that I spend time in in my house like at my desk or like on the couch or down mm-hmm. here everything has at least one fingerboard thing whether it's a ledge or a rail or something just because it's like you're always I always have my fingerboard on me and I'm always like it's like a release, you know? It's like when someone yeah. smokes a cigarette. Like, it's like, I just need to, like, real quick, get, like, a tail slide, kick flip out, and then I'll be, I just need my fix, you know? Like, um, so I think, I thought that was funny that you said that. I mean, for me, it's a bit similar. Like, I, I have fingerboards at pretty much every part of my my uh, flat. Like, mm-hmm. I have a few setups at my uh, at my park. I have some in in my, like, daily backpack. I have some at my desk. And I usually have one around the uh, the living room table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like everywhere you go, you just can yeah. get up real quick and yeah, yeah it, it's it's so nice too. It's just you're, you're never bored as long as you have your fingerboard. You're yeah, you always have something to do. So yeah, yeah I I I just love it as a hobby. Like the only downside is that it can get noisy from time to time. Yeah, that's true. But. Other than that, and people looking at you weird, like <laughs> it used to, it used to drive my brother crazy back when I lived back with my parents. Like when mm-hmm. I was younger, uh, he used to make comments about how it's because it's 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 loud, but it's also like it's annoying. That yeah, because it's that repetitive. Little, yeah, like usually I have headphones and I don't even I don't even hear it right. But yeah. for someone who's not. Um, super into it it's just it's annoying they're like why are you, why are you doing that but i have a whole uh basement now that i can uh you know kind of room free and nobody complains so that's definitely a a cool a cool thing to have yeah for the time being i i won't have i won't annoy anyone but <laughs> that can change except for yourself when you don't land a trick or something like that oh my gosh <laughs> i i don't typically battle tricks like usually i'll give it like 10 tries and then i'm like okay, okay. But, like, when I, I filmed a, a part, like, two months ago, and I battled my Ender for 45 the minutes. Casual Encounters? Or... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That that Ender, the big heel, tail, 270 kickflip out, mm-hmm. I, I was trying, just for the part, I wanted to do a big heel um, lip and then just land it, like, just as a trick. And then the first try, I landed tail. And I was like, oh, that that's really easy. If I pop 270 kickflip out, that's my ender. Perfect. It looks really hard, but I think I can get it. Nope. 45 minutes. I was <laughs> g- genuinely at the end of that clip. Like, I, like, put my head down on the table. I was just exhausted. That was the first day. I filmed over two days. That was the first day of filming. That oh. ended the session. I was I was done. Yeah, I can <laughs> I was, imagine. Yeah, I was like, no, thank you. And then it, it was the same. I did the blunt kickflip nose blunt. On that on the rail, yeah, that one that one took, over. yeah, that one took about twenty minutes. Just because it's like you have to lock in with your like back truck on it perfectly, get the flip, and then like aim it. There's just so much that goes into it that like mm. I just 
Like, I don't think I'll ever do that trick again. <laughs> I, 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 do that, I do that on ledges. Sorry, I, I do that on ledges all the time. But on a rail, for whatever reason, just took so long. So. Yeah, and those, on those kinds of tricks, it's usually the, the easiest part is the hardest part. Like, getting into it perfectly so that you can still flip out or a stable. Like, it doesn't matter if it's, like, a manual or... Like, there's some, some tricks when you don't log in perfectly often, Ollie you can throw away the the try and try again over yeah no exactly like it has to be clean plus we all have the standards for ourselves you know like we just i'm like a a little bit more liberal with what i um uh will accept as like like if my finger dangles over the edge or whatever but like Mm -hmm. i keep it in like i'm not i know some dudes that like they have to it has to be they have to catch it front finger perfectly, land it with like the bent fingers, and like if their fingers are too straight, they like I I've never gotten into that because yeah, that just like here here in Berlin, I'm probably one of the most more casual when it comes to that. Like mm-hmm. basically, all of my friends are super picky when it comes to landing stuff. Yeah, like in a game of skates, I'm uh, I'm like very much used to uh, to them saying. Nah, that doesn't count. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> That's always, yeah. I get it. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll land the trick, and I'll be like, okay, cool, I land it. And then I'll look up, and they're like, do you want to retry that? I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, we uh, did a, you take that, and, and, and it's like, no. Oh. If I make it out to Germany, we'll play a game of skate, and it'll just be the sloppiest game. <laughs> Everything counts. That'll be fun. Because, yeah, I just, I, um... I lost, I played a game of skate yesterday that I lost because of that. It was just like, I landed some of the tricks, but I was just like, like my mm. finger was dragging. Like it just, that it, it doesn't count. Like I'm not trying to justify it, but yeah. Yeah. yeah and I mean, uh, in like most game of skates, uh, it's just about the fun. And like me and my friends, we've played each other like thousands of times in game of skate. Mm. So first it's not at all about winning. And if, one of us feels like the trick was or wasn't, and that's just how it is. And we basically don't argue. Like it's more like, you take that. Ah, okay, you're right. And I, I think I think as as long as it's not like a, oh no, that uh, that one wasn't, and you're wrong, and like as long as you don't get into an argument over it, I think it's fine. But yeah, on. I've seen too, way too many contests where people landed like that, and I think in a in a contest game of skate, you should have higher standards than in a yeah, casual. Game absolutely, skate. yeah, I, I, I've noticed the same too. The other thing with games of skate is I, I like to try to keep them fun. Like, I, I if if I'm playing with somebody who's like more of a novice or like a beginner, and I'm realizing like they can't do like crazy tricks, I'll try to do like easier tricks but then like at the same. same time i i can do a switch flip and sometimes a switch tray and that's it like i can't skate nollie i can't skate switch so sometimes i'll be playing games of skate and the dudes will be like switch tray switch hard flip switch varial i'm like dude so you get me out mm. five moves and it's like okay cool you won but it's like that wasn't that wasn't a fun game so like i mm. i i played um nico frank once at um rendezvous 29 and he uh, is one of, if not the best fingerboarder ever. And but we, I still got him to T, right? Because mm-hmm. he 
he recognized my skill level and then toned his tricks down so we could have a fun game. Yeah. You know, and once he once once I got him to T, he, you know, pulled out some crazy trick and I Yeah. But like I, mean, you know, I, I basically did the same. Yeah, it's like if he knew he could win, but it's like if that's not fun. Like you can't just like play every single game of skate, your five stock tricks and then I don't know. It's just not as fun. So I, I, I kind of feel like that was a lesson that he taught me. And I, I, I really applied that to like um, other areas, like like when I play my games of skate. So. Yeah, I, I usually do like when when I'm in a similar position, I I start with like a, a nolly flip somewhere in there. And then when I recognize that the other person doesn't do nolly, then I'm like, OK, the, no more nolly switch. And mm-hmm. let's continue from there. And and for uh, for last letter, I try to always challenge myself. Like especially when it's yeah. against my friends who I played hundreds of times. Like I I have two tricks unlocked that for most people are quite challenging in a game of skate, like with obstacles. Mm-hmm. But like I like it's a three sixty pop shot with nose grind and hard flip back tail. I can basically do both anywhere, anytime, mm-hmm. and. To end a game of skate like that is more like okay, let's get it over with. But yeah. it it's not like oh yeah, such a cool trick. It was like uh, okay, let let's get it done. But like usually, I try to do something that's much harder for me. Like do like a five forty pop shove at nose grind, which I know if I land it, it's gonna win the game as well. But mm-hmm. it's much more challenging to me. Like it, it's not like. I can do that every day. Yeah, um, I no, I, I do that for sure. It, it depends on the opponent. Some like if I'm yes. if if we're, if we're like T to T or something, I'll do something because I I want to finish it honorably because like I can do uh, exactly Ollie late shove it every time, and that's not a hard trick. But if you've never done it before, there's a learning curve to it. So I know like like if I'm ever losing in a game, I pull that out real quick just to get a letter. Mm-hmm. You know? and it's like I could end the game with that, but I know I can land that. And it's it's yeah. like what you said, like try to challenge yourself and be more honorable about it. But if I'm playing someone who I have a like I have more letters than or they have more letters than I do, I like to do um, tricks that. I like that are challenging, but I think that they can land, you know, just to kind of keep it more interesting. So mm-hmm. that's, yeah, it's, it really just depends on the game and the opponent, but um, yeah, games of skate are, they're fun. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I, I don't, do you prefer to, I, I like doing them on obstacles. I don't really like doing flat ground. What do, what are your I, opinions on? Like a, a flat ground game of skate is usually my, my first thing when I go to the shop. Mm-hmm. Like it's my, basically my warm up. And yeah. after that, I pretty much exclusively pay, play full park game of skates, mm. but yeah, or obstacles. I'm with being a lefty. I can't usually do full park games of skate, which is, yeah. is a bummer because I, I when I'm with my left, like I played a, a game yesterday at the event with uh, there was four of us and we played full park lefty and it was oh, cool like that was that was the first time i'd ever done that um yeah. and that was awesome but um yeah sometimes like they'll have um like an obstacle that's like um oh, what's the word like symmetrical or mm. oh my god you know like you can hit it yeah. from both sides yeah um and it's the same so like i played my buddy in a game of skate yesterday like that and um yeah like so i can't 
typically do full park games of skate, but that's that's how I prefer to do it. I like doing it on like obstacles and ramps and stuff like that. Yeah, so. yeah. At at the shop, we have like one park where where it's no problem at all, like the simple mm. spot with like just a mani pad and the other thing that mm. that works for either left or right. But uh, we also have another park where it's mostly symmetrical. And uh, we usually be like, okay, let's avoid this one obstacle that isn't symmetrical and everything else everyone can hit. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. No, it, 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 it's just uh, different, you know? And it's a little bit more fun to throw in different yeah. obstacles. And also, I only know, like, 10 flat ground tricks. Especially, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, big spin, fakey big spin. <laughs> you know, like, that kind of stuff. But, I mean, I, I learned quite a few... Or, had a quite a few game flat ground uh, flat ground game skates where landed stuff for the first time so really yeah like my first nolly heel i landed in a game skate oh wow yeah yeah sometimes with the, with the pressure on you get yeah. like they're focused and you can just unlock the um the unlock the code and yeah, yeah same it, with uh, nolly tray backside board slide that was also the first time in a game skate that i got it onto an obstacle because I was learning Nolly Trace at that time and mm-hmm. couldn't get them high enough or like controlled enough. And it was the first time I was able to do it onto something. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah no, it's, I, that's, that is always fun. Like learning tricks or like having your opponent kind of help you. Like they get a trick that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, or looking at stuff from a different angle. Like a lot of times when I play against people and they pull out, shit that i've never seen before Mm. especially if it's on a park that i've played like countless times yeah then it's much more fun to play against someone like that than against someone who does like kickflip backtail on every obstacle in the park yeah that is it's funny so that i i have done pretty much every regular flip variation in every grind like i like over the course i've landed Mm. three kickflip backtails I I cannot figure it out. It's been years. I cannot figure out how to kickflip backtail. Yeah, I'm, I'm not great at them. Like I do land them from from time to time, but uh, yeah, like a uh, varial flip uh, backside no slide, which is the the same flip rotation. Mm-hmm. That one I I can land like in let's say five tries, and kickflip backtail probably north of twenty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, to uh, get back to Game of Skate, I see your uh, Game of Skate counter in the background. Yeah, it's such a cool thing. Like, I, did you build it yourself, or I um, I, I I was looking for a project to do over like during the quarantine when we had to stay home, and I um. Had, like I, I, I all what I wanted to do was like one of the flip down ones, like they sell on the Black River ramps mm-hmm. uh, website. And I was looking into it, and I was like, this it didn't seem like challenging enough. Like I, I would have made it, and I would have wanted to make it as nice as I could. But like I had always had this idea in the back of my mind, but I just I didn't know how to handle the lights because I thought I was going to have to do like a socket with a light bulb in it, and it was going to have to be like humongous. And then I mm-hmm. thought maybe I could get smaller ones, but then the, with like. Um, like direct current and alternating current and all that stuff. Like I just was like, I don't want to have to have it plugged into a wall, but then the smaller one. So I ended up just finding, they sell like 
uh, these strips of LEDs that are like this long with mm-hmm. the two wires on the end. And so I did that and I've always been into like, um, like I, I, I know a decent enough amount about like electrical and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I was able to just like figure out the schematic to wire it up and get it on the switches. But the, um, I feel like I'm kind of jumping all over the place. The, the no, real, no, no. the real kicker for what I decided, um, I was going to, like when I decided I was going to do it was when I saw the switches. I found like a 10 pack of those switches for like 20 bucks. And I was like, those look really cool. So I'm going to do it. But yeah, it's, it's nice. I haven't had a ton of opportunity to use it. I usually just use it on my channel for like when I play games of skate, I -hmm. cut away to that um, flipping, but I, um, I, I think that like I'll start taking it to events or like when I have people over to fingerboard, like using that more. Cause it's, yeah. it's, it's useful. Cause I mean, like I was playing skate yesterday with people and they're like, I was totally sure they were on T and they're like, no, I'm on a, and it's like, this is why we need a counter. You know, yeah, I, I always say to people, if we have the opportunity to play with counter, cause I, I'm the one who forgets every letter. <laughs> like I, I'm the one who's like, am I on T or S or like I I don't remember anything. For, for, I have to remember like mine and then everybody I'm playing as well. I have to, like in my head I have to be like they have an S, uh, they have a K. you know. So it's like uh, it, it would just be more helpful to have that um, when you play just to keep track. But yeah, yeah, that's why I uh, asked TKY to make me a skate uh, a skate counter mm-hmm. uh, uh, where like it's basically a, a curb with five holes or five indents and the letters on, uh, under each indent. And then we put like small objects, like a, a wheel, like something okay. like that for each person. And then you can track multiple people with that. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't, yeah. yeah so. But I also don't have too many opportunities to use that because it's at my house and here mm. it's mostly one other person. If we even think about here, because like, like I said before, since we have the shop so close, like riding one park here when you can ride a lot yeah. of parks at the Paradise. shop with yeah. like as many people as there happen to be that day, mm. it most of the time <laughs> wins. Yeah, no, I, I, I could imagine if I had a, a shot mm. right, right down the way, I would definitely be there every day. But So uh, when did you start... Uh, uh, going to events or fingerboard with other people. Um, like, do you I, remember your first event? Yeah, I, I my first event was Rendezvous Twenty Eight, which was in the fall of twenty eighteen. Two thousand eighteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I went with uh, some the, the dudes I was living with at the time. They didn't really fingerboard. They I, they all got fingerboards. They saw me doing it. They thought it was cool. All three of them bought $160 setups without even... I was like, where do you guys have the money to do this? And none of them okay. can anymore. I'm like, why did you do that? <laughs> but whatever. Um, so yeah, at, the, I, uh, at the Aussie shop, we have like levels of setups. Yeah, and I know. I was like, for yeah, people who want to try it out, it's like 25 bucks or something. Yeah, like get a broken knuckle or uh, like a Bali or something. You know, like they're still yeah. good. They're just like less... They're more inexpensive. Yeah. Um, but the um, yeah, so the first event I went to was Rendezvous Twenty Eight, and do you know uh, David Smith Airflow Rails? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
so he was in the parking lot and I recognized him. So I like went up and I was like, Hey, I'm Evan. Nice to meet you. Bobo. And we were talking. Turns out he lives seven minutes from where I live right down the street. <laughs> and I, I met him seven hours away from here. So I was like, so that was awesome. So yeah, we started hanging out after that. And then that's basically how I was able to, uh, like how I'm able to go to Mike's every year is just because I know him. So it's like, mm. since then I, I, Try not to miss a rendezvous. I haven't since then. We were supposed to have one in um, May, but because yeah. did, we had to cancel it. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then so now I'm starting. I, I really thought rendezvous was the only one. And now I'm realizing that there are events everywhere. So I went to the Zoo Crew Eastern Exposure 2 yesterday. Mm-hmm. That was that was so much fun. Murr's the man and just it was awesome. And then um there's uh, the pizza shop showdown soon. Another friend that I have on Instagram is throwing one in August. So like if it's within a few hours, I like to try to get there. I have a car. So mm. like it, it's easy to it's easy to like travel and get to these events and stuff. But yeah, 28 was my first uh, event because I, di- I didn't really know that there was even that big of a community. I, I didn't have an ins- like I started my fingerboard Instagram that the day of Rendezvous 28. Um mm. Just to, so, like, if I made friends, I could get their, like, info and stuff like that. And then from there, I just was like, oh, my gosh, there's this huge community of people doing this. And so, yeah, Instagram really changed how I fingerboarded. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. It also changed changed how I fingerboarded because I, like, I never was interested in cre- getting an Instagram account. Mm-hmm. And... Then when I started hanging out at the shop and getting back into fingerboarding after a long break, like then after a while I um, created an account just for fingerboarding and it's like 80% of what I use Instagram for. Yeah. I, oh, I, don't, I, I can't. I, the only time I go on my normal Instagram is to like get the notification bubble to go away and then I go back yeah. to my – like I, I haven't been on my normal Instagram months yeah, my my fingerboard Instagram is my normal uh, Instagram. Oh, really? And yeah, and I I did make uh, a second one, uh, but that's just for a different obscure hobby that I have. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it like I I have the the Switchcraft account, my personal account, and then and the LARP account. But gotcha. like, I don't use it like most people would use Instagram, I think. But that's, yeah, and that's what's so cool about Instagram is just like finding the the community. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people fingerboard, but we're really spread out. So having, being able to um, get in contact with each other and meet new people. And like, I literally sleeping on my couch right now is a buddy that I've known for like two years and I met him two days ago. You know, just because it's like, we've been talking about fingerboarding forever, but like he mm. lives far away. So we never hung out, but then he wanted to come to the event. So he took the train over here and then we drove down yesterday, but that's like, cool. and that's what's so, I mean, like you're in Germany, right. Yeah. And and I'm in America, but like we're friends and we're talking and it's like, I don't know any other area of my life where that would be possible. Like I have yeah, friends same. in so many different time zones and like uh, different cultures. And it's like, I, I, I love that so much about fingerboarding and, that's why I really appreciate being able to have like Instagram and stuff and being able to meet people because I don't know what other facet of my life would have me doing this, <laughs> you yeah. know, talking yeah, about when, people like, on the other side wait, of the world. 
way back when uh when we just had the forums and stuff like i i lived somewhere where no other fingerboarders lived like one and a half hours or two hours like close mm-hmm. and i didn't have a car back then because i was like 14 or something like that yeah in germany we can only drive after 18 so oh, okay i did not know was, that yeah you can get your driver's license when you're 18 Okay. And I didn't get mine until I was 19, so... Gotcha. Yeah. And, uh, like, I would spend a lot of time in all of the forums, and I, like, when I went to my first event, I already knew people from all over Germany and neighboring countries, and, it, like, it didn't matter if I uh, told anyone that I would be at this event or that event, I still knew if I go there, I meet... Fabian, Schreiter, or like people that that I knew and hung out with, and yeah. and that's something that uh, I think fingerboarding is like quite cool. That uh, we are usually quite welcoming to to other people who fingerboard, and like I I always tell people if you're at the shop, try to get talking to the locals because like some of the times when people are there, like we're not sure if they even speak English or because people come there from all around or if they want to be left alone. But yeah, that's the craziest. I have met so many people that we do not speak the same verbal language, but we both know the fingerboard language mm-hmm. and I can play games of skate with people. And we're like, burial, heel, yeah. kickflip, you have S, you know, like all this yeah. stuff. And it's like, you can talk to pretty much anybody who speaks any language as long as they fingerboard, which I think is cool. But I wanted to ask, can in in Germany you can isn't the drinking age sixteen or am I wrong yeah, about that? Yeah, drinking. So you is can 16. you can drink at sixteen, but you can't drive till you're yeah, eighteen. Because, because uh, with alcohol you can only kill yourself, and with a car you can kill exactly. others. Exactly, because yeah, for that's, us that's we, reasoning. We can drive at sixteen, but we can't drink till we're twenty one. Yeah, like it's yeah. so. It's so yeah, different, you know. <laughs> you're allowed to go into the military and stuff like that before, and before like, you can drink Ger- a beer. <laughs> yeah, and in Germany, 18 is the uh, the age the age for like after 18, you're you can basically do anything. Mm-hmm. I think gambling, for a weird reason, is only a 21, but that's I think okay. the only thing that has a different age limit than 16 or 18, because like. Uh, hard alcohol like uh, vodka and stuff like that you can all only buy after uh, once you're 18 but oh. beer, beer and wine you can uh, drink buy and drink when you're 16 gotcha yeah no that's that's one rule not to talk about laws or anything but like yeah. in America, it's like what 21 that's yeah and most i i don't know any i say i don't seriously don't think i know anybody in my age group who didn't drink until they were 21. You know, like I, I, most people that I know start drinking when they're like 17 or 18. I mean, so it's like, why in in my generation, I probably didn't know anyone who wasn't drinking before they were 16. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Like uh, I had my first sip of alcohol probably with 14, definitely Mm -hmm. 15, but yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's yeah people making all the decisions we i don't know <laughs> but yeah no that's that's crazy when you said 18 for the car i didn't i did not know that but yeah yeah anyway back to fingerboarding sorry <laughs> yeah um let's uh 
take a bit break from the normal conversation and I thought I would hit you with a few rapid fire questions. Sure. Uh, and so let's, uh, let's just jump into that. So uh, what's your favorite wheel? G4s. Honestly, that's the only wheel I've ever owned. <laughs> favorite deck or shape? Or uh, the, my favorite deck I've ever ridden for the shape is the um, net 32.5 millimeter nesting unique I ride. My favorite graphic is the Healer and Voyage Berlinwood. Which which one was that? Uh, it's upstairs. I, I, <laughs> I can, I'll look it up later. I'll send you a picture of it when we're done, yeah. yeah. Uh, favorite trick on flat? Tray flip. Uh, favorite trick on an obstacle? Uh, oh, I love doing a crooked grind over to back lip and then land on a rail. I love that trick. A favorite music song right now? Right now, Circles by Post Malone. I love that song. But Ever is um, Night Moves by Bob Seger. That is my favorite song ever. I don't know if you... If... Don't know either. <laughs> I will send you a link. You don't know Circles by Post Malone? No. I'm He's huge over here. I don't know. Yeah, I, I know who he is, but... I'll send I you a link. I to... don't think I ever heard a song of his. Yeah, I'll send you a link. Those, those are both two of my favorite songs. For some reason, I know that he used to be called Freebones. Really? But that, that, I don't know. Don't ask me why I know that and why I don't know a single song of his. Yeah, yeah. it's a long. He used to be in like screamo bands and stuff. But anyway, not... <laughs> yeah. Uh, favorite obstacle? The big mini. I love that. Does that count as an obstacle? Yes. Yes. Okay. It, that it is. Does. That was like twelve years in the making trying to get that. Just there were so many active tries to like get it, but it's just so expensive to ship. So yeah. every. The stars aligned, and I was able to get it. But it's so much fun. It's awesome. uh, outdoor or finger, indoor fingerboarding? Indoor fingerboarding. I, I I never fingerboard outside. What do you do for a living, or want to do for a living? Um, I, I think after I'm in a, I'm at college right now, and after that, I want to um, get into woodworking, uh, like making furniture and stuff. Yeah. But. Um, I used to do photography professionally. I did that for a number of years. So if I, when I graduate, if I'm not really looking to do woodworking just yet, I, there's a lot of opportunities to do photo editing and stuff. Mm -hmm. So something, either of those two. But right now, I just I want a tobacco store. <laughs> and when you when you do do, uh, do do woodworking, it probably helps to be able to get nice photos of it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very true. So concrete or wood ramps wood a switch or regular i think i know that one yeah <laughs> i like watching switch but doing it I, it's regular for sure uh hobbies outside of fingerboarding right now seriously nothing i uh, it is all i do when i'm not working is working on my youtube channel but yeah, um maybe really... youtube does count as a hobby in its, on its own um but typically, you know, I had photography for a while. I don't really do it as much anymore since I stopped doing it professionally. But um, uh, hi-fi audio, like um, records and cassettes mm -hmm. and the real and that stuff, I have like a whole setup. I, I really like doing that. Um, and then uh, skateboarding. That's expensive. Oh, oh, it is. It is. It was such a money suck for so long. I don't really buy much anymore. But um, yeah, there was a time where I was like mm. any any extra money I had was going to that. Like I, 
I was obsessed. There's this one thing a hair is just annoying. <laughs> I mean, I have a solution for that. All right. <laughs> uh, heel flip or kick flip? Kick flip. Uh, favorite fingerboarder? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, probably, honestly, Ryan Bernier, Loft, he's one of one of the best. Uh, he, I, he is quite cool, yeah. And he's been around forever, and he just came on my radar recently. I don't... What is happening? <laughs> uh, which, and I just, I watched one of his parts, and I was like, he is so freaking good. So yeah, the, his, his flat face oh. part was my favorite on the whole video. Oh my gosh, when he did that, when he bailed the trick, and then he stood, and his board... Yeah. That must have taken so long. He is he's awesome. But, um, yeah. A favorite food right now? Burritos or tacos. They're like the same base. <laughs> Loose or tight trucks? I have to be this guy. I ride them in the middle. <laughs> they're not super tight. They're not super loose. Uh, last trick you learned? Um, I would say Nolly tray flips. I'm getting more consistently Nolly and switch tray nice. flips. Nice. Uh, most hated trick? Oh, Nolly heels, obviously. I... Yeah, I, I, I would have guessed that. It was an accident. <laughs> Those dudes are going so easy. Just flick your finger. No, that's too hard. Uh, favorite beer? The... Oh my gosh. That's like asking my favorite beetle. I don't... <laughs> um... right that's now... easy. Ringo Starr. <laughs> I'm a George guy. I like George, um, but they're all good. I don't like Lynn as much. He's probably my least favorite Beetle, but um, there's this uh, there's this brewery or there's this beer called Victory, and they make this uh, sour IPA. It's called Sour Monkey, um, and then that's probably like my favorite like craft beer. But I, I really like Pabst Blue Ribbon. I don't know if you've ever had no. Because Germany has, I, I feel like Germany and America have a lot of like beers that are just exclusive to them. So I don't know if yeah. we could have a yeah. conversation about beer, but there is what isn't. I feel like there's a really popular German beer in America. Bex. What was it? Bex. Yeah, I have had Bex. Bex is really good. But... Yeah, like in in Germany, like I can't remember the last time I had a Bex. Like I avoided like like the plague. Mm -hmm. uh, It's like in Germany, it's the one of the least popular beers, I would say, because it just doesn't take like anything, taste yeah. like anything, and that's why it sells. Because like it doesn't have like very specific taste, so everyone can drink it. I also yeah. I, I I realized I think I want to change my answer, uh, and I know that this is bad because I know that you're probably really partial to German beer, but I love Guinness. I mean, Guinness is uh, it's okay. Like, I heard it's I heard it's better over there. Like over here, it's just not the same. Yeah. But yeah, I mean it, it's it's okay. Um, what's your dream sponsors? Dream sponsors, uh, sir. I gotta be. I, I mean, obviously, Black River comes to mind. I feel like everybody would say that, but I I gotta be honest with. When it comes to sponsorship and like with like I've I've been gaining a lot of traction recently, so I, I have had a lot of 
like companies um, asking me if I want to like ride or represent. And I, like I, I keep giving the same response where I I don't want to ride for a company unless I am riding with like a team of people that I genuinely enjoy, like watching their content, like they're my friends, you know, like mm-hmm. I think that in skateboarding, you can make a living off of your sponsorship. So you kind of got to yeah. at it from a business approach, but like with fingerboarding, I, I, I don't ever see making money off of it. So like, I'm not going to ride for a company just to be sponsored. Like if I'm going to yeah. do it, I want to do it because I truly genuinely love the company and the people that are there. But, um, yeah, no, they're they're definitely like I'm sure if if the timing was right and stuff with different companies and uh whatnot, but, but yeah, right now I, I don't know. I'm just not actively looking to be sponsored. Yeah. If if yeah, and, like and I, I think that's the the correct way to, to look at it because sponsorship and fingerboarding doesn't really matter too much. Mm-hmm. And like I, I would only want to be sponsored by a company that I fully back. That's why I'm on the Five Flock team. But yeah, it's yeah, just doing it because you get a free board every once in a while seems a bit pointless. <laughs> yeah, honestly, a little public service. If 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 we don't, if I don't know you personally, I'm not gonna ride for your team. So yeah, don't because yeah. <laughs> I'm not interested. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, no, it's it's there. I think there's a lot of good that comes from sponsorships, and I love seeing like when dudes get their pro model and they're like, "So I was hanging mm-hmm. out. I don't know, if you follow Dank Man of Dank Woods." Yeah, on Instagram. yeah, yeah. I was. We were hanging out the day he went pro, and he had his deck, and he was just like so excited. And but I and can, that, can imagine Camel Pro's team is so cool, though. You know, like Ben Dulac and yeah. like so. Um, that like that was really cool, and I'm I'm glad for him and stuff. But it's just like in my own personal life right now, I'm not really. That's not something I'm actively looking for. So yeah, let's. I'm gonna keep something in mind for a few seconds. Um, favorite Instagram follow. Like, what what is the one account you follow that you enjoy seeing new content from the most? Um. Or you would recommend to people. <laughs> Oh, you know what? Actually, I do have one. Uh, I I don't want to get his username wrong. Well, first of all, Annie Yan, obviously, Mm -hmm. is one of, if not my best Instagram, or best friend in fingerboarding. But um, there's this dude. It is dams underscore FB. Oh, yeah, yeah. He is... Um... He puts out, like, first of all, he's very talented. Second of all, he has an amazing park. Third of all, he has been filming just, like, really creative, progressive. Like, I, I find if I don't really put posts on my story, on my stories, but I would say 50 yeah, same. I do are from him. Like, he, so definitely give him a follow. Dams underscore FB. He's awesome. I met him in a Zoom call, like, a couple. Yeah, I think I'm, I met him in a Zoom call as well. Yeah, he's really cool. So. And last question: What's your favorite overall company in fingerboarding? Ever uh, Flatface? I, you know, I, I, I really, I've met Mike. He's a really awesome guy. He's like done so much for the community over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I also would like to say, like the Assi Berlin store, like that you've been talking about. Like it, Timo is so cool. And, like, just all the stuff that he does for the community and, like, yeah. just, like, you know, I, I, I 
I'm not going to say like, like a hype company. Oh, I love their products. Uh, you know, or whatever. It's just like people who do and give back to the community. Like uh, yeah. Mallory Curtis from unique. She, and, and a lot of people did this, but I followed her specifically. Like she did a drop of decks and then all the money went to black lives matter. Right. Yeah, like, I thought, that, I thought it was well. that is so cool. You know, like doing yeah. stuff to like make positive change and like, you know, like that's what I like to see. I don't like seeing like I made this rare deck and it's going to sell for three hundred dollars. It's like, yeah, that's not what fingerboarding should be about. So I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't really subscribe to that. And that's honestly why I don't really collect stuff because I, I just use it. I use what I use to have, like as like a utility to have my fingerboard. I don't, I don't need like all this different collection of yeah. stuff just to have. You know? Yeah, for me but, the the collecting came basically as an accident because I was buying new boards all the time mm-hmm. and like i think pretty much every board that i have on my like i have a frame in my other room uh that has like around i think 35 decks i think okay. that it fits and I, I have like one spot left <laughs> so yeah i have a lot of uh used decks and i think every one uh, of the decks that is on there has grip tape on it like yeah. there's uh, like and the ones that don't like i put a few five luck spare decks on there that I plan on riding once my other wear out or I'm sick of them or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say pretty much everything I just have because I wanted to have it and wrote it. Like I never sold a board and I like trading boards, but I don't like selling parts because Yeah. No, I, I, and I should say, like, uh, collecting decks is, is really sick, and I've seen some, like, super awesome collections. Uh, I just personally don't really yeah. do it. Um, yeah. But I, I I think I have, like, eight decks now, and I'm going to keep growing that collection. But, yeah, it's not really about the company, per se. Like, I like seeing the cool graphics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I... Uh, how yeah, I the, feel on that one. Yeah, the, the one board that I didn't set up and don't plan on setting up is a, a five luck board that has the five luck and Azi Berlin uh, a co a op uh, graphics. Yeah, that that's like near and dear to my heart. So that one I will keep pristine forever. Yeah, there. Yeah, I have a I have yeah. a couple of decks that I'm never going to set up. Yeah, just because I love the graphic. But but uh, you mentioned uh, Ben before, and that's actually how I found out about you because I saw. Uh, your collaboration uh, on his YouTube channel a while back. Oh, the game and, escape. Yeah, and yeah. that was the first time I uh, saw you on YouTube, and that's how how I then followed you. Oh wow! So, so yeah, let's uh, start a bit back. Uh, you you said I think earlier that you decided to go to start YouTube during the quarantine. Because, mm-hmm. um, like for me, like I said earlier, you came basically out of nowhere because mm-hmm. I, I didn't know of you and I was like, oh, who's this dude making cool videos? And mm-hmm. that's partially the reason why I wanted to interview you. Thank you, and yeah. So so how, how did it come about that you started your channel? I, I had a channel in 2014 for like two months. And then I started a different YouTube channel about photography and I deleted all those videos because I didn't want anybody to find that. <laughs> However, if anybody knows, I'm not going to say it, if anybody knows my original channel, 
hit me up. I want to know if anybody <laughs> remembers that. But um, so, yeah, that. Um, and then since then, I've wanted to start a legitimate fingerboard channel for like years. Like I, because it's like, Same. it's all I, it's all I do, you know? So I, I really want to do it. And I love seeing other people's content. And then um, what I, when I got into quarantine, I was doing a lot of projects and I was like doing some more like woodworking fingerboard projects. And I was like, if, if, if you're going to start a YouTube channel, try to set yourself apart from other people and, and do, um, do something different. So it's not the same. And for me, I liked like the style of video that I make with like the voiceovers and stuff. I, I, those definitely exist in fingerboarding, but like not consistently. And I, have, have follow a lot of YouTubers who kind of have that same style. And I was like, I want to bring that to fingerboarding because I know how to do that. That's what I'm good at video wise. Um, so that was like the um, kicker when I decided that that was going to be how I did it. And then from there, I just um, started brainstorming video ideas and then just started making them. And yeah, like literally that was, that was it. I just, two videos a week and I stuck to it and I, I, I love doing it and I want to keep doing it as long as I can. Two videos seems like a tough schedule, like props. Yeah. To... <laughs> now it's, props it's, for it's keeping that. <laughs> well, like, okay. So I didn't upload yesterday. I, 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 occasionally I will miss an upload. I'm trying to get better at it, but, um, it's one of those things. It's like, if, if I'm not willing to put in the work, then it's not worth doing, you know? Cause it's like, you're mm -hmm. not going to be like, like, there's exceptions, but for the most part, like you're not going to be handed any sort of success on YouTube. And I'm not looking for success. I'm just looking to share my stories. But like um, the you have to put in work in order to get something out of it. And so that's what I've recognized. And so it is it's kind of grueling. Uh, I'm going to go to three uploads soon, but I'm going to do like I'm going to call it Minute Mondays just one minute on Monday. And those mm. are videos that I could probably bang out like four in a day, like shoot them in yeah. a day, edit them another day, and then just have them scheduled on YouTube so that they, so that way it's not like I'm shooting three videos a week. I'm still shooting two, but one of the days mm. of the month, I'm going to commit to shooting four really small videos. So yeah, what, what I really enjoyed about uh, your content and specifically about the park build that we see behind you um Like I, uh, I follow a lot of like woodworking YouTubers mm -hmm. and in general making YouTubers. So I really enjoyed that style of content with fingerboarding. Like you said, the, the voiceover, the, the plan planning, like it, I, it, for me, it was like a really, really well executed video and was like one of the first videos I saw. Uh, yeah. After, after the game of skate. Don't know if that lines up time wise, but yeah. Yeah, I don't. I think I. I think the game of skate was like the week before I built the. Park. Yeah, that 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 could uh, that could work something like that. Yeah, I. The park was an accident. I, I meant to just build the stair set and the the pyramid, no rail, no anything. Just like oh. it was supposed to be an afternoon project. I did it. And I didn't glue anything together and I was assembling it and I was like fingerboarding on it. And like, as I was riding away from the stairs, I was like, oh, if I just built like a, I had a, I had my quarter pipe and I was like, if I just put it on wood and I just built a quarter pipe. So then it was just going to be that and the quarter pipe, but then like the flow would be weird. And then it just, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, it, it exploded. And my parents were like, where are you going to put this? <laughs> Cause it was in the garage for a little bit. But um, yeah, I, 
I I have a place now and a place to have it, but then um, you know, come when my lease is up next June, if I am moving into a place without space, I'll mm-hmm. sell it. But you know, I, I I I'm gonna get a lot of use out of it, and if I do have to sell it, I would just be happy in the fact that somebody else would get it and get to like share it with their friends and yeah. progress on it, and like that's all I ever want, you know. So I wouldn't be heartbroken over it, but. Yeah, I I really like the layout of your park because with a lot of like there's been uh, built videos on YouTube on the uh, in the past uh, uh, for fingerboard parks, and I feel like most of those parks weren't parks that I would want to ride because mm-hmm. a lot of them were like really cramped and you had like sorry for being European uh, had like 15 centimeters uh, mm-hmm. of landing, yeah. yeah, like this much. Yeah, that, <laughs> uh, that's. Uh, that's six inches, I'm pretty sure, for yeah. us. Why? Whole separate rant. I don't know why we're not on the metric system over here, but that's a whole... It's The metric system is so much better. Just I actually so uh, have gotten a bit used to uh, two inches right now, because okay. I play a lot of uh, Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, and okay. It's all on a one-inch one grid there. Gotcha. And, I mean, you could do 2.5 centimeters, which is like off like five millimeters or something like that, but... It's just easy. like I just bought a, a, a imperial uh, uh, ruler, and because I built a lot of terrain for that. Gotcha. Because I enjoy building stuff, no matter if it's fingerboarding related or anything. So it's yeah. The I don't know. I uh, like we have to learn math with the imperial. Uh, yeah, but it's it's like, just I, like so unnecessarily like the, unnecessary. the use of fractions is like I would never be able to do that while woodworking because when I woodwork I I think about uh, like order of operations and if my uh, my dimensions are uh, right and I don't want to think about how to write them down or mm-hmm. yeah. no absolutely it's 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 confusing for no reason but. <laughs> I don't know. I still was able to make the park with it, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, probably just takes a bit longer to figure out. And... Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, is there, uh, like, uh, to do woodworking in, in the U.S., do you have to do, like, uh, some some sort of education for that? Or can could you just start a business on your own, technically? There, both options are um, good. I think... If you want to work as a carpenter, like for a company, mm-hmm. you're going to need an education in it. Uh, it's a two-year associate's degree uh, in America. And then basically the the schools, at least where I'm from, if you go for like a trade like um, carpentry or like metalworking, um, they have like a 99% placement rate to where 99% of the students will have a job lined up. So like they graduate mm-hmm. and the next day they can start a job you know, and be making really good money. And that's an, that's an option um, that I, I'm going to look into after I graduate from mm-hmm. my university. But um, the other option is, I mean, like you can be talent, like a talented woodworker and just like start your own business and you don't need any education as long as you're, you know, making good products. Yeah, that's whatnot. that's no. absolutely not the case in Germany. No? <laughs> but no. What is it? Um, uh, yeah, you need like to do anything you need a free year uh it's like you you work somewhere and you go to school for it so it's like a we call it ausbildung it's like a yeah 
it's like an apprenticeship. Gotcha. Yeah. And you uh, you did do that for three years, then you graduate, then you would be able to work as a woodworker somewhere. But okay. to uh, do your own business, you would need to uh, do basically a master's in in your like not a not masters in the sense of university. It's called a master. It's like basically another three years of training and stuff like that. Okay. And then you can do your own because before that, like when you do something, it needs to be certified and stuff like that. So, yeah. But wow. I, I, I think we're getting a bit off track. <laughs> no, and I, I there yeah. are there is like options for that as well. But like for like friends that I have that have done it, like it was just two yeah. years and then, which yeah, yeah that's I, I didn't know that. And yeah. well, I'm learning so much about German culture today. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, but I I really enjoy uh, mixing woodworking with fingerboarding. Uh, have you do you have plans for creating? something else beside your park or it's a secret right now but i have a i, I, I know I, to, to the video i don't really have a following but i i still keep i'm like oh secret project yeah. like, like try to build some hype around it but oh. yeah there's a there's a big i have a i have a i have a project for um i have a project i'm working on something to get annie yan back for sending me the decks like i had something mm -hmm. that i gonna send her which is taking precedent right now just because i want to get that done but then after that i have um something that i've been working on for a while that i'm really excited to start building nice. but it's gonna be it's it's gonna be an undertaking it's gonna involve woodworking it's fingerboard related obviously but it's gonna involve woodworking yeah. techniques that i've never even attempted before so like i'm kind of mm -hmm. just like gonna invest money in it and hope it works <laughs> i mean that's how i built my park because i yeah. used material that i never used before and i'm gonna knock the park down in a, in a few months i think and then rebuild something yeah. new and probably the next thing i will build so out of something completely diff different so yeah, yeah i i totally get the just buying materials you need and just start and see where you end up Yeah. And I was really fortunate. Like I, I was able to build my park during the lockdown because I had pretty much everything already. The only thing I was missing was um, the metal. And I just bought yeah. that online, you know? So yeah. like I, I didn't have to like go out to the hardware store and like, and which was really cool. So I, I didn't really spend that much money on it, you yeah. know, but um, yeah, I don't know exactly where I was going with that, but <laughs> just felt it was important to say. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, when you uh, when you fingerboard uh, with other people at uh, at Vuth and stuff like that, do you like? Now I forgot my question. Okay, I, I've realized I just forgot where I was going, so <laughs> let's abandon that. Yeah, it seemed to have some memory issues once in a while. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, yes. I... sorry. When I fingerboard it at Vu, I, I don't attempt tricks, really. Mm -hmm. I just do, like, my stock three tricks. I don't know. That's kind of where my mind went. Ah, I that. know. Uh, now I remembered what I was going to ask. Uh, I want to ask if you uh, if you go there to uh, to basically fingerboard uh, all the parks, or do you try to meet as many people uh, meet, as possible? Meet the people. If it wasn't for... Well... The parks are cool, and I think that uh, 
most people who have been to multiple rendezvous will reiterate like it the first time you go to rendezvous like you do not stop fingerboarding it is paradise it's mecca it's amazing but like the second the third time you start realizing like all the friends i made from the previous rendezvous are here and i only get to see them like once or twice a year so rendezvous really just becomes about you know what rendezvous coming together you know meeting your friends and um having those relationships to the point where it's like i would go up to massachusetts and and not fingerboard i would just go up to see all the friends that i've Mm-hmm. made and um that i think the last rendezvous i spent like three like it's like six hours i think i spent three of the six hours like outside in the parking lot drinking beer hanging out with friends you know like because yeah. it's like quieter it's not as hot like it's just like yeah the fingerboarding aspect of it is really awesome and fun and i love meeting people and seeing people progress in the contests and all that and that's awesome but also just like hanging out with people that I, I, I never get to see. Yeah. I got a shout out. Uh, my gosh, his name's slipping me right now, but uh, he gives me beer every year. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Rufine25 is his uh, username. His name is slipping me, though. I have to, regardless, but um, yeah. yeah, he gives me he gives me beer every year in the parking lot. I gotta, I'll hit you back this year if you're listening to this. <laughs> I mean, that's a cool tradition, I think. Yeah, yeah. no, it's fun. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, f- I think when you're at a fingerboard event, like, a lot of people worry about, like, they want to feel uh, get something on film or or do good in the contest, but uh, if, if there is a contest. But I feel like just try to enjoy it. Like, Oh, yeah, just... definitely. It's such a rare occasion. Like even even for me here, like I can basically fingerboard with five other people every day of the week. I would want to if I would hit them mm-hmm. up or something like that. But uh, an event is such a special occasion because I I meet people from like I I met Phil twice from Camel Pro. I okay. met multiple people from Canada, from the states. Like I met the the sorry people twice and like. Meeting people from, like you said earlier, fingerboarding brings us basically all together and mm-hmm. helps us meet people that we otherwise would have never met. Gotcha. And I mean, we would have never talked if it weren't for fingerboarding. No, absolutely. Yeah, that's what's so cool about it. Yeah, and I'm sitting here at the like early evening of a day, and you're sitting at the other half of, of yeah. the world. In, I woke in the up like 30 minutes yeah. before the interview. Yeah, it's just, yeah, that's, and like I was saying earlier, like, that's what's just so awesome about fingerboarding. It's like, you know, like I have friends in the Philippines, you know, yeah. like I, I have friends in China, I have friends in all over Europe. I mean, and then I, I, through fingerboarding, I met somebody who lives seven minutes down the street, you know, like yeah. who I would have never met if it wasn't for the hobby. So I, that's what I love so much about it. And that's why I never want to stop fingerboarding. Yeah. Like as, as silly of a hobby as it is, it is like changed yeah. my life. You know? Yeah, and I, I mean, the, there's been like statistics and stuff that uh, people in, in their early twenties nowadays really struggle to find friends and find hobbies. And mm-hmm. with fingerboarding and for me with magic, the gathering, but since which I've, I've been playing since I was like 
11. Like, those two hobbies are what makes up most of my friend groups. Like, mm -hmm. I think here in Berlin, I probably am I'm not friends with people I met somewhere else. Like, all mm -hmm. of my friends come either from playing Magic or uh, from fingerboarding. And, yeah. And that's, yeah. And that's what's just, like, so cool about it. And, yeah, I, I, I'm a little envious that you get to have, like, the shop and that community over and there i mean because... i'm i'm envious that you get to go to booth and stuff so <laughs> it it's it's the same for everyone yeah but, no, I, but I i do recognize that i'm i'm quite fortunate to have something like that close yeah i i once all the um covid19 stuff is like once we have a vaccine and we can travel again and stuff i'm mm. gonna start actively um planning a trip to go out to um, hopefully if they do another fast fingers event, that would be like ideal mm. because then I could do that. And then, uh, you know, hopefully get up to like the shop and just mm. experience Germany. Cause I've, mm. I, I mean, I, I, I think every fingerboarder has like, there's just this weird obsession with Germany, you know, like you're yeah, like, because it's, it's like, I, well, sorry, I, I, I love, um, you know, fingerboarding and stuff, but like just knowing about like stuff I've learned in like my German class and like that also. I took German. I can't speak a word, so don't even try me. Um, but just like the culture is awesome, and also I love beer. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't think I would be drinking beer the whole time. Like it wouldn't be yeah. good. <laughs> There's just so much to do, and yeah. so yeah, I, I definitely plan and look forward to going. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm really. Uh, I'm not quite sure what the contest scene will look like next year because, like. Uh, a few years ago, uh, uh, Azzy and uh, Black River came to the agreement that they uh, do it alternating. Okay. So uh, every two years is Fast Fingers, every two years is uh, uh, an Azzy contest. Okay. And Azzy is not happening this year. Mm -hmm. So I have no idea if they would do an, the Azzy number 11 next year or uh, TKY talked about doing like a small basically locals only uh, contest with like barbecue and stuff and do okay. that as a, as a contest. Uh, I, I have no idea how, how it will look. And also who knows when, when all this is over and yeah, no, yeah. there's, still, there's a lot of, there's a lot of question marks, but I'm, I'm hopeful. I think that things yeah. will work out and we'll be able to. Yeah. But I'm, out. I mean, it's cool that you, uh, you took the, uh, the lockdown and uh, created and used the time to create something and to to I would have went crazy venture in something new. <laughs> I don't like. I mean, I guess if I didn't have fingerboarding, I would have just found something else to create. Yeah. But like, I have always just like wanted to build and create and make and like so. Um, the fingerboarding has just been the perfect outlet and starting the YouTube and the parks, yeah. like everything just kind of came together at once. And I'm really glad that I had it for COVID. Cause if I, if I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Since, since lockdown started, I, uh, I built like two pieces of furniture. Like one is a workbench and the other one is like a table thingy. Yeah. And I built so much, Dungeons and Dragons terrain, and yeah, and did did a, uh, a bit of sewing, and like, yeah, like I basically did all my hobbies the whole time instead of meeting anyone. <laughs> yeah, 
No, and, and that's what, yeah, that's, um, oh my gosh, I completely lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. That's, no, but yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Want to keep yourself occupied with that kind of stuff. But yeah, I had a point. I'll let you know if I think about it again. I, I, I forget what it was. But, yeah. But. Yeah. But uh, I, if you don't have anything else, I would uh, take this chance to uh, to end the interview itself. Because okay. yeah, I I got through all the the things I wanted to ask you, and yeah, I feel like I I now know a bit more about you, and yeah. I I hope that people listening uh, feel the same, and and definitely follow him on YouTube. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I uh, was still when I when I got your DM, I was saying I was like, is she joking? Like, I just this is this was just such a cool, um, uh, like experience, and I don't know. I'm just I'm really uh, really glad that I was able to do it. So cool. So yeah. So thanks everyone for listening, and thank you for uh, for doing that. And yeah. Uh, Stay tuned for the next episode. Bye.